everybody say it mean? Who's that out there living the dream? Let's blow him the bean. Who's that still smoking all that green? Let's blow him the bean. Come on, y'all, let me hear you scream. Let's blow him the bean. Let's blow him the bean. Let's blow him the bean. Go. Let's blow the bean. Welcome back, post fight 106, eventful night. If we told you to watch out for some screwy shit, we were 100% right on that, were we not? Our picks, some of them came through, some of them didn't. But either way, I feel like this has been one of the better shows that we've had in a really long time. How would you just, a quick summation before we get into our breakdown, our post-fight breakdown and kind of go over how we did. Um, I think these fights did not suck. I think they were good fights. And I was pleasantly surprised by not only... Um, there was some screwy stuff, but I was pleasantly surprised by the judging. Like, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Many, many topics to go into. Actually, before we get into it as well, the refing. There was a new ref that I don't know if I've seen her too much. I think maybe on some under shows, like LFA type shows. But there was a new female ref. And I hate that I have to bring her gender into this. But male or female, someone making that amount of bad calls as far as halfway stopping well, people. Well, it's just a descriptor. And Sometimes we can say people are black or they're brown or they're female. Because, you could, because that it's was a descriptor. The only one, that you was say the only that person woman. had long hair, that person had short yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. Easiest descriptor of her. You don't want to say the one with tits. Yeah, That right. would be rude. So but to I, say she's a woman. I can't think of her name off the top of my head, off my head because... Roddy. Just kidding. <laughs> reps, it takes me a little while and they don't always stick around. I remember Kim Winslow was doing such a bad job. We haven't seen her since. Rightfully so. Any ref that does that bad... Um, needs to definitely take a look at their, their situation. But that ref was just really, there was multiple fights that she had either stepped in, not stepped in, or just let things happen that didn't weren't supposed to. Hopefully, she takes some good constructive criticism um, from her job and gets some other undercards under her. And she, she didn't do a horrible job, but there was, there was some weird stuff. Moving on, the first fight <laughs> of the night... We had Henrique versus McLennan. We both picked Henrique TKO round one, and guess what? So did 95% of the population. I mean, a lot of people saw this happening. Wow, the way it you know what I have to say? Um, it's been a while since we've seen a hype train that's lived up to the hype. And this guy lived up to the so, hype. There was a couple guys that did this, and he did it really well in his striking, where he showed his advanced knowledge of striking. When he had McLennan hurt, instead of running in to get clipped, he stayed on the outside of his punches while McLennan was on the end of the cage and never put himself in danger. So he actively picked his spots even when McLennan was hurt. And for such a young guy to be doing that, it really shows the level of his striking he was an athlete beforehand. They were going into all sorts of stuff. You could see he's an athlete. Shredded to the bone. Definitely a good-looking prospect. McLennan isn't the highest caliber fighter, though. This is going to... There's some really interesting fights and coming in for this young man. how's this guy going to look fighting out of Brazil when Usada's up his ass? That's another question to ask about every single fight on this card. What are all these fighters going to be like when we see them in the United States or see them in a place where they have a legitimate a legitimate drug testing agency up right. there? But right, so right, right. That's with him. He is a little too cut for natural for me. I think it's good looking. I think he was awesome. But it's just a thing like if he is fighting in Iowa or Vegas that I might be like, huh. But, you know, then again, we always talk about we don't care if a fighter pops for steroids after the fact. I agree. It he got me my hard. DK points, so I am happy. Um, I know we talked about switching him around as well and putting him on DK. If I put him on some of my cards and he paid off really well, I wish I put him would have put him on more. 
Um, I put him on a whole bunch of cards, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Because <laughs> my night got pretty... So... Next fight, we had a decision between Jeremy Kennedy and Honey Jason. Jeremy Jeremy Kennedy's wrestling won him that fight. Honey Jason started to wilt in the middle of the second round, and Jeremy uh, took one hard either kick or punch and was hurt. I believe in the second round, but I feel like the decision was definitely twenty nine twenty eight for um, Kennedy wrestling Canadian wrestling. He looked like a good. Young guy, still undefeated. Um, Jason was definitely a big step up as far as competition. Where does Jason go? Well, where does... Sorry, going back to the previous fight. Uh, young prospect with... Um, where does Costa Barber, go next? Barron Soa. Yeah, he's on his Baronchina. way. Baronchina. He's going to... Uh, next better fight. He's got anybody in the UFC because McClendon What's his, is on uh, his and way he's out. in a 185? Yeah, anybody. It doesn't matter. He can have any, anybody. I'm going to want to watch that fight. So Bader's not, too not big in the UFC up. anymore. Nope, he's out. Too big of a step up. I think he needs a couple more wins. He needs a couple real good wrestlers that are going to be able to push him into the later rounds. Because he's still one round guy. He's not been out of the one round ever. You know what? The, the hard part about that division is there isn't a thousand guys that yeah. aren't killers in the UFC. Like, they're all a big step up. They're all going to be a big step up from McClellan. That's what I'm saying. Out of a top 15 guy, give him another fight. But as far as McClendon, I feel like this was his third um, fight in a row that he had lost. And I just feel like maybe they give him another fight because they're lacking in the division. But he needs the He probably wouldn't have gotten this fight, out. but I am guessing that, you know, to get a guy that's like, I'm willing to fly to Brazil. Yeah, and exactly. Fight. And they're like, oh, we need somebody who could probably lose because with McClendon... He does have. He has been known to have a suspect chin, and he looked good in there, but uh, not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, he got. He got good. swarmed. He so, got swarmed. Yeah, that's a perfect word. <laughs> uh, back to the decision between Kennedy and Jason. Um, Jason needs. He's probably out of the UFC as well. I think on. He's on like a three or four fight losing streak with like a drug pop in there as well. He just looks like. People have figured him out. Um, if you have any kind of wrestling and can stifle his submission. I thought Kennedy looked good all the way around. I agree. There. This is a young I, man that yeah. I'm going to be watching heavily and I'm going to really be putting him into. Uh, it's one of the only good picks I had all night. Yes. Yeah. Going with Kennedy. And I was smart to put him on some cards. Um, he did score well at DK. He did okay. A lot of takedowns. A lot, a lot of takedowns. He did okay on DK. There was like a definitely a round, I think the third round, where he just elbows and punches and elbows and punches that yep. um, ended up being pretty good for him. But I think the same thing that you said about um, Baranchina is that of... Kennedy. Kennedy, I don't think Jason's the best... Jason's guy. A, yeah, it's no, like no, so. No. It's it's he gonna also, be questionable. Like, he doesn't need a top ten guy right now. He yeah. needs somebody out of the top fifteen as well to keep pushing but him. Both guys, huge prospects, like them both a ton. Um, Jason's, I would say, he's more on his way out of. No, the no, no. I'm talking about Boren. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I do think that both of those are gonna be. I think same career pass for both of them. You give him another guy that's low, I, like exactly pretty much what you said about Boren. Gene. I think Kennedy, same thing. Yep. Don't feed him to a beast. Give him a second. Um, give him someone he can be and lose to. And give these guys a second to grow. They are, they're so yeah. big about throwing their stars right against each other away. so quick. It like, doesn't make any sense to no, me. No, like even the Gall north cut thing, they could have led that up for another year. I agree. I they could have had them both fight somebody else. They yeah, multiple yeah. other people. Totally would agree with that. 
Um, moving on to the next fight. Well, I had Jason in that, so I got that one wrong. You had Kennedy. Great pick on that for you. Um, we had then Michelle Priseris versus Josh Berkman at 155. The fire hydrant himself. He uh, swarmed uh, or barbarian. I mean, he just went crazy on Berkman. Landed a huge amount of stro uh, shots. Berkman eventually went to the ground with a bad shot. Prezeris' grappling came into play and he got a north-south choke. I believe there's only been four in the UFC. His being one of them, so three prior to him. And it's elite. That north-south choke with that, it, that's elite level jujitsu. We knew he Prezeris had it. He just hadn't used it. And we thought Berkman's wrestling was going to be able to um, work better. But in a minute, 40 seconds, Berkman... Oh, garbage. It was 0.5. Berkman got on DraftKings. I stayed away from this fight. I wish I, I put Perseris on one or two cards. I wish I would have put him on more because he was a... But nobody saw this. No, Perseris so fast. has decisioned every single fight he's been in since like for like the last five or six years. So the fact that uh, submission and or even a knockout was going to be in play was really, really weird because it's just not his style. But he came out swinging and Berkman did not see it coming. Good on him. Prezeris Quick has question. many fights left. Was it Prezeris or was it Ramos that said they were going to fight down their next fight at a lower weight? Ramos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it wasn't, it's not the color of their skin. I'm not being racist. It's actually their build. Yeah, they do look a lot <laughs> yeah, alike. I would agree like with that. boxes. So, post-fight, Berkman put both of his gloves in the center of the ring, which is... Bye-bye, Berkman. Yeah, it's essentially him saying he's retiring from... I would assume the sport because he's taking it from wrestling. What wrestlers do the last time they wrestle, they put their shoes out in the middle of the mat and without them in it, and then they walk away and it's a sign of, I'm never going to step on the mat again. I'm done. Usually legends do that. I've seen high school kids do it and it doesn't make sense to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, uh, you didn't get a scholarship to college? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, oh, no, no, no. You need to be like an Olympian to put your shoes out on the mat. But Berkman essentially did that, and then he came out on the post-fight um, press conference and or just interviews that he had that he didn't mean it as him stepping away from MMA. What the MMA. hell did you mean by it then? Yeah, did you see that, right? That no, he just met the organization? He said that oh. he... Uh, well, then that just means like, oh, you got fired? Yeah, you know you're on so your way out. So if you would have won, it you would have held your... I think so. At least that's yeah. what I remember reading via Twitter last night during all this. And then I watched a little GIF clip that was on like the... Twitter spot from U or, uh, UFC. Prezeris, you can give him uh, top 10 guys. You can start to really, he's really, if he can use his grinding and striking like he just showed against Berkman, he's a little bit older, longer in his career, but he's making that real to run me, for the belt. this is a Michael Johnson fight. Give Prezeris Michael Johnson. Ooh, that's a really good call. That's I'm tired a really, of Michael really Johnson calling fight. out guys too far ahead of him. Give Prezeris, if you want to fight down Michael Johnson, if you yeah. want to see what it's like, fight a guy a little bit down, um, but we get to see you go out there and throw hands, and either of you, if you knock the other out, it's going to be amazing, because yeah. it's going to be a stand-and-go fight, or it's going to force Michael Johnson to bring the wrestling out in him, and Prezeris is strong as shit. Yeah, and he has a gas tank, too. Oh, I don't... Yeah, we didn't, no, even, get, he did, we didn't well, even get there. He does. Yeah. The thing is that... I don't that, know enough about him, but I just... No, his build and fighting style that I saw, I'm like, can you imagine Michael Johnson's running fighting I feel like style? I picked against Prezeris, maybe his debut or fight after. Um... 
in the UFC because he had such a bad gas tank. I was like, never again. But after that loss, he has never shown a weak gas tank ever again. He's been able to outgrind grinders ever since his first fight in the UFC. Um, he's going to be a tricky fight for anybody in that 155 division. And I think people are going to start kind of ducking him a little bit. I think he looks like a yeah, yeah. title contender. So, next fight at 135 pounds... I remember saying that uh, Formiga leads with his head, and the headbutt that happened all night long was in this fight. The headbutt in this fight changed oh, wait, the complexion. Yeah, I had said in our previous breakdown, um, Formiga's er- further up in the card. I'm just making oh, as point oh, of okay. reference of our lo- previous podcast okay. that Formiga was going to be the person headbutt, and actually Joe Soto uh, benefited the most the entire night from a headbutt. He cut himself in the head. His butt. looked uglier, but it affected Yaya. Yeah, 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 dropped and it almost was submitted. Him. Yeah, and the Yaya rest never of the came fight, back. He had wa- he was on wobbly legs the entire rest. Yeah, of the I fight. would agree. So, Joe Soto still looked really, really good. The wrestling took over. His takedowns really took over. Yaya gave up. That's what Yaya tends to do. He'll if he knows he can't win a fight, he won't try to finish it. He'll just kind of lay there and has been out grappled and out jitzed before in the ring. So I think Yaya's on the way out. If not, he goes to other promotions. I feel like he's been on a pretty uh, good losing streak. I agree with you. He's not hungry enough, and Joe Soto is. Yes. Joe Soto is going to come back from a loss, and I wish I would have listened to our first episode in the week again and again and again and reiterated to myself because I changed to Yaya last minute Saturday, and I wish I would have just stayed with Soto. Yeah. Uh, this was one of my better underdogs with Soto, but I talked it out with you on the podcast, and I was just like, once I really started to break down what was going on, I think that that's the benefit of listening to this podcast, is you're listening us to us real time, bring up situations that we see going about, and they're paying off. I think we're doing pretty well as and far as it goes. And bringing up um, another good point that, uh, you know... I asked about elevation. You said it was at sea level, but at sea level, we're going to see humidity and heat. Humidity and heat in the arena. It's not going to be air conditioning. It's going to be hot. And the announcers made mention to that all night. And a lot of the fighters said, what did you want from me? I came out here and fought in a 95-degree arena. Yeah. Yeah, like, give me a break. It's happened before. You know, so I think these are things that um, we're going to remind each other of and hopefully you of to bring into consideration when picking your bets because you might know something about somebody else's cardio that we don't know and we're just going to bring up the elevation and that might trigger you for something so um yeah i definitely think listening to the real time as opposed to us have it all written down of our picks and just sticking with those and this is why and here's the highlights from these clips let me show you why i picked this guy like it's better to be like what about that fight who did you fight before so right so Moving on to Marias, Sergio Marias versus Dave, David Ramos. Um, this was a oh, decision. Wait, 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 wait. Where oh. does Soto go next? Oh, sorry. So Soto, he has, he's really, I don't think he's in the top 10. I think he might be in the outskirts of like that 15th range. I think he's, he's fought for a championship belt, a five rounder because he came in on short notice. And then he's only lost one other fight and been on a three. I think this is four fight winning streak now. At 135, he has a Let's few, few see. fights. A few, I, I, I could see him against a lot of people stylistically. Did he call somebody out because he's been known to has call out Has he fought Bruce people. Leroy yet? Bruce Leroy is at 145. Oh, is he? Yeah. Hmm. McCall. Oh, Bruce Leroy is he at? Yeah, 145. 
I was thinking 155 for a second. Uh, Ian McCall. <laughs> yeah, take the Ian McCall fight and yeah. just make weight. Just make weight. Just, right. That's the first battle that you'll probably end up winning. Because if you don't fall out, he will. So, I mean, it's just the curse Easy of money. Uncle Creepy. Soto, so you better be. But, so Soto didn't call anybody out post-fight. I don't remember. And I didn't actually I watch the post-fight. So. But as far as in the ring with the, the announcer there. So, I think Soto... Bright future, Yaya should be stepping away. I think he's he looked in there like he didn't want to keep fighting, and once you that starts to happen to you in the ring, it's just I I'm not gonna be behind Yaya at all, and I really haven't been for a while. Now yeah, we moving, can move on. Moving on. Yeah, I guess there's not even any good fights for Soda to worth talking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving yeah. on. So Sergio Moraes, we had a short notice replacement with David Ramos. Ramos reminded me of a Paul Harris slash Prezeris with his stature. The fact that that dude cuts to 155 pounds, because this was his debut against Marias with uh the falling out that happened with the fight. Sergio Moraes should have finished his fight multiple times but it never really happened ramos was swinging for the fences the entire time Ryan would half come in and um ramos would just throw everything into his punches and Marias just didn't he couldn't put himself in that option to potentially get knocked out and he didn't and that turned it into a really boring decision Marias didn't look bad didn't look good i think he kind of stays where he's at this is what i i just think Marias is he will only fight in Brazil. We're only going to see him fight in Brazil ever. And he's never going to finish anyone again. So you can always put... Whoever's going to go against him in Brazil, he's going to friggin' win because the judges love him. And it's going to be a sketchy win. This was the only one that I felt like, eh, it's a little sketch. Even though I had Mariah's, we had him on Lesbo and the Bean. I it was, was like, a boring fight. Yeah, boring. It was a boring, boring fight. So I just kind of feel like we're not going to see him do anything. He's always going to be a card filler in Brazil just to fill arenas and... That it's stay away from it. It's never gonna be worth the points of the favorite. He's gonna be against the cans they give him from this uh, point on. I could see him fighting a bunch of people. I think that um, definitely Marias is in that seventh, eighth, ninth position, or fighting guys that are in that position as far as the one seventy division because it is a bit lacking. Um, and if he doesn't fare well against him, which I think he could do pretty well against a lot of people because he was training for somebody up until a couple days before. So his training camp was ready for something Unless completely different. Unless they're going to give, like, feed Marias to Robbie Lawler as a comeback fight. I don't, uh, I don't think that's a feed. I think that that's actually, that would be a really fun fight that I would like to watch. It'd be a big step for Marias, but Marias needs to do that at his age. It's now or never. It's not exactly. And Robbie so Lawler he needs, needs to get those top to five fights. Down. He needs, if it's going to be a grapple, he needs not the battle. He does not not need a fucking I like that Lawler pick. I think that that would be actually a wonderful fight for Marais next. Both da- of them. David Ramos, he- if he moves down to 155 pounds, I'm picking him everywhere. That dude barely made 171 pounds. I agree with And you. was what a, a fucking tank. What a beast. One to look tank. out for. It's weird because it's like, I actually am more excited about the loser in this. No, fight. I would agree. And that's a perfect point with that. And that's where coming back and looking back at the card... It really helps our betting in the longevity of it because we're like, oh, 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 later on in our breakdowns. Remember when that guy lost, but he really fared well. Stuff to keep watching. Really fun fight coming up next with Kevin Lee versus Francisco Trinaldo. We were split on this, actually. We were split and you were dead on with it. And I actually called it a TKO round two and it ended up being a submission, but it was because the strikes 
set up the submission. Give up the back submission. But Ronaldo hurt the living shit out of... A few of, times! Yeah, it Lee. made me think that Kevin Lee, like, okay, his, he has a tougher chin now. Like, whatever happened. He... Oh, damn, he took some bombs. But that's what I was uh, worried about initially. Because I thought this fight was over a few times where I'm like, yep, Ronaldo got it. There's no way he's going to live through all these strikes. And there was a couple times Kevin Lee didn't even move his head because you could see his brain settling. And then Ronaldo hit him again. And it kind of woke him up. Ronaldo, though, gassed a little bit. Did he gas? Yeah, he flurried at the end of the first round. And then he started to gas. And then what? uh, it was a head kick that started the onslaught for Kevin Lee to finally finish that fight. It was uh, a left head kick. I just remember Trinaldo reaching over his head and looking like a gorilla, just kind of like a stunned gorilla. And he, and then Kevin Lee threw a bunch of more strikes on him and then ended up throwing in the hooks and his wrestling really Once it was over, over. It, was, it was quickly over. And Trinaldo knew it was over without the harsh submission yeah. he's such a professional has been so far many times it was like we saw it we're like oh that's gonna get in and then it was like Trinaldo was like mar, mar, done right just over and out so i would say with Trinaldo, you still have a lot of fun fights with him i i, I don't think he's fat i think he can beat a lot of other competition he's not done he's no. one of the brazilian guys the few brazilians on this card to me that isn't done even with his 38 years of age. I can't believe it. Right? He actually looked really good in this fight. I, I agree. Thought he, yeah. I, I, I agree. And I think lesser fighters other than Kevin Lee will not withstand that barrage. also had a tough chin in this fight. Oh, he yeah. He got hit multiple out. times yeah, prior to. Yeah, he did to. not get knocked out. Multiple, multiple. Submitted. And I think that's a testament to eight, like either fighter. Yeah. So, yeah. And I will say I'll probably go with Trinaldo if he fights in Brazil every time from now on. <laughs> no, I agree. I think Trinaldo, it's hard for me to pick against Trinaldo. Um, because you just I really like Kevin Lee. You but think he's going places. I, and that's what I would say. You you need to start giving that Kevin Lee those top ten, top five, six guys. He does need. This is a marquee win. A lot of people didn't think he was going to get through this. I think this was a really close fight either way. Um, Who do you give him the next at one fifty five? I think you give him. He's on a five-five winning streak now, and this is by far I oh, would wait, say his most impressive. Okay, we just did one fifty-five. Um, yeah, this is his best win. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthews was a, I liked Matthews win it really well for him as well. Um, do you throw somebody at him? Like, do you give him a Dennis Seaver? Do you throw somebody at him to let him get to prove himself and build no, some fans on a fight I think night? That or heard, I think that? he's past Seaver because Trinaldo's leaps and bounds better than Seaver at this point in his career. I think Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee's ready to put a run together where he's ready to go for the belt at 155. So, yeah, he's starting to get into that range of who's in there. Well, Connor's the lead. It would really be, if numbers weren't fluffed, it would be Khabib. I would love that Khabib fight, but I think Khabib would be... Lee's been out-wrestled before in a couple of his other fights, even though he's come back and looked good, and his wrestling is his uh, are his credentials. Oh, I got it. Dos Anjos. He moved up to 70. Oh, Christ. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah, I don't Poirier's know. Poirier's full right now. There's... Uh, Jeremy Stevens. There it is. That would be a great fight. That'd be a great fight. That's but a no, good did fight. Stevens go to 45? Maybe. I think he did, too. He yeah, I think he did, too. Bermudez, is, or is he at 45 or 55? 
Right. All these guys jump around so much anyway. Either way, I think Lean deserves one of these top, top eight guys. guys. Top guys. He can't. He he doesn't go down from return. He's a good looking kid. He's young. Yep. He's exciting in the ring. Loved his way in where he flipped off the crowd. You love him or hate him. You have an opinion about him and you talk about it, and that makes him more money. He's starting to understand. And he wants that. to fight in Detroit. He keeps bringing it out over and over again. Well, he goes like, bring a fight to the city. So I'm like, that's is, a good idea. Is he for the them. Motown? The Motown. It's a great sport to have up and coming in an up and coming city. It's yeah. nice. Like you it's put a city Yair, that died. You put your ear on that because he's been out of Chicago for a bit now. That's where he's been calling home for a little while or a home base as far as there's a big Mexican population. There's People a bunch of Michigan. Fighters, and then I think you also, you know, but like Khabib's not gonna do it, but maybe, um, I think you put a Muslim fighter on the card, and because there have is such like a remember huge, the name, yes, yes, totally, Muhammad. I think that is such a smart because they, they have such a huge Muslim population in Michigan. Do they really? Huge. Is it's it, like the maybe the biggest in the country. Is it maybe Michigan the second biggest out there? of the Middle East? I, there, but they have some weird a statistic. You wouldn't be surprised that the number of specifically Mexican people in Chicago. Like, if you look the hubs in the United States where Mexicans have congregated, it's really weird that Chicago is, but it was due to industrial stuff. You know stuff. what? I would build a card right now for Detroit that would be a title card, and I would put Tyron Woodley on that card. I think he's such yeah, he's a great influence also on the black community, and I think that he would get a great fan welcome there, and I think he's deserving of a good fan welcome. I think he kind of gets treated like shit by the UFC fans, and I think you know to say all of his fights are unexciting is bullshit. He has a lot of really exciting fights. I'm just a fan of the guy, and I think putting a guy like him on the card, Kevin Lee, I think, you know, building it, putting, remember the name Mohammed on the card. I think you could also take the Spartan and Chad LaPrice and put some Canadian fighters Can, on the yes, card. Yes, so I think you could build yes, a really yes, strong yes. Detroit card. Which is which would be hard to do, but I think that you have a really good point, and you definitely be need to be listening in on that, because something like that's going to happen, I feel like. It would only make sense logistically it would even be a great one whatever happens with gsp bisping gsp's next fight like it would even be a great place to do that and anderson silva a, a black guy and a canadian in detroit perfect yeah. fucking perfect go so, on moving on to the 170 division this was a fight between alex cowboy Oliveira versus tim the dirty bird you were 100 percent dead on on this in the post and I talked myself at, through this on the show. Yeah, and the post weigh-ins. Post-weigh-in right. show. Post-weigh-in show. This is why you have to listen to this. 100% dead on with what happened in the ring. And this is why you got to listen to us and be current with us. We know that it can be harder, but if you want to make money, this is where the soda we talked it out. I ended up switching. Well, it helped me. Um, Bean ended up 9 of 12, which there, it was I don't a tough think night. there's it was too a tough many other fight fans out there that ended up 9 of 12. So I think that's it for parlaying, for DraftKings. If you played it smart with those nine, you could have made some really good money. Definitely. And this fight was back and forth. Tim Means looked really good initially. There was some toes in the fence. Who got kicked in the dick in this fight? Dick kick or punch in the dick. Was it a was it, was it, was it a punch in the dick? There was then uh. It was a dirty fight. It was oh, a weird. There was toes in the fence. I think this is the one where the lady ref came in and like half stopped it, half did it. No, that was a different fight. Um, what ended up happening? I think it as was. Well? Was it a second round finish? It was a second round submission. Yes, and uh, Oliveira just looked mean. 
And they Explosive. came into the second round. Explosive. And they were like, okay, let's game on. They both were sportsmen about it. And that was what I wanted to say. They were hugging each other and, like, uh, shaking hands or something. And then Oliveira even, um, like, tried to give Tim Means, like, come on, let's hug. And Tim Means was like, come on, motherfucker. Like, let's fight. Like, we already shook hands at the beginning of the second round. And too much of that. Come on, guys. I understand competing, but... There's a point where if Oliveira's like hands down, like, come on, let's hug. And we, I already slapped your hand. You're getting an overhand right. And if you get caught, like, you already touched hands, guys. It wouldn't let's it would look it. bad. Exactly. You're in a fight. You can hug and kiss all you want after the fight's over. But you only have X amount of seconds in that ring when the bell's on. So make it the, the most of that time. I got your fight. Tim Means versus Marias. I'd love that. That's a great fight. Because Marias needs a fight up. And Tim Means, he's getting older. He's a gatekeeper. And he, I feel like the best performance we're going to see out of Tim Means is his last performance. The one that he, the weird knee down to the down. To Oliveira. Yeah, to Oliveira. It was like Tim Means was on. All cylinders were firing. But it's like, at his age, those fights aren't going to come together for him as much anymore. Was it just, was there many buddy shots? Did that start to happen? How did he start to knock him down? Because the submission came because... Because the striking was starting to really get on point for Oliveira, I feel like. I feel like it was leg kicks. I don't know why I can't remember. Like, that was the moment I lost attention span in the fights. Oh, Before I got back on or something. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Or maybe it's just, like, the UFC is just compiling too many fights that I've seen already too soon. Like, so frequently. It's just, we're, like, two months later, we're seeing the same two guys fight again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same two guys fight again. Like, I don't know. So I don't know why I didn't pay attention this whole fight. Um, it was it was a fun fight. I if the striking was fun, but eventually it did set up the submission. It hurt. It means was hurt a few times. Oh, there was elbows. Uh, I feel like Oliver was throwing really nasty elbows from the cage or inside or around the cage. Either way, moving on to the next fight, Betchkohea versus Marion Renault. Betchkohea won the first two motherfucking rounds. Yeah. Never betting Marion Monroe on motherfucking <laughs> no. anything ever, no. goddamn again, ever, ever, ever. She should have easily been ahead of this. Everything was slot. Every Betchko Hayes takedowns looked like me Thank drunk you. if Thank I just you. was like. She bulldozed Yeah, if I was just drunk and you saw me at the bar and we hadn't seen each other in a few so, years and I just ran a at A big you. overlook by me, and this is definitely my fault, is that she's has been at AKA for a little while. Betch has. AKA has Demetrius Johnson, Khabib, uh, Rock Hold, Cormier. She has great minds Demetrius in there. Demetrius Johnson? Not Demetrius Johnson. Uh, Cormier Cruz. and Dominic Cruz. Daniel Cormier, Dominic Cruz. But she has great minds. The, all the coaches there as well are elite. So even if her skills aren't up to bar, they're going to put her in with the best game plan to give her the most advantage. Bench looked like the best bench. I hate to say I it. I agree. She looked like the best version of herself of that herself. I've ever seen. And I still am going to try to fade Bench. I, like I've been saying before, I try to fade Bench every time and she somehow just... Weasels her way out. Yeah. She did win the first two rounds. I mean, Renault was flat-footed. Flat, flat-footed. The Didn't move her strikes. head at all. Just kept it right on the middle line. Right. Like, was getting, but that's she part was of the problem. Blitz. I think Renault is a counter-striker. Yeah. And the way that... The bitch was perfect for that. Because no, she ran in on the that's line. That's what it was, though. But she never ran back out. She never was trying to punch in and come out. Mm-hmm. She just hauled in. And so yeah. once she was in inside Renault's box, mm-hmm. it was like she was all over and took her down like a drunk girl. Like, she took her down like a drunk fat girl. It was, it was like, crazy. Renault... And she looked at least 20 
pounds heavier than Renault in the ring. Oh, At yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. She was, yeah, like, yeah. hefty. But she, was it just me, or did Betch look wobbly from the get-go? She just she looked She had the like, weirdest legs just like, I ever but seen. But it was, like, shaky knees and heels. And when she would be, if I were a fighter against her, and I would see that all of a sudden, because I feel like I started to notice it last night, she was really shaky. And then as soon as she was about to pull the trigger on a punch or a strike, it all hones in, and she throws a strike. So that's a tell. So it's like, oh, she looks a little wobbly. Boom. She's about she to. She centered up. Yeah. Back up, back up. Let her throw strikes. Come in, come in, come in. These are all little itty bitty things. Or when she gets wobbly, if you Steven Thompson or lower, kick her ankle. Like kick her out. Her legs. Her and I just think knock that her you down. could She really, got really wobbly, like weirdly, before her strikes are so But I don't right. think it was strikes. I think that that's just her. She could have some other things going on. But I do think <laughs> that leg strikes uh, against Betch are going to be... If a woman wants to beat her and stay striking with her and not just beat her on the ground, because guess what? When, what we were saying was Renault's going to take her right to the ground in round one, finish the fight. She did it in round three, yeah. and it paid off. That's why this was a draw, because it was 10-8 round. It was a 10-8 round. We called it. A lot of people were bitching about this, but you and I were on the same page we with this. Like, Betch won the first two, then it was a 10-8. Eight. Eight. It's going to be this a draw. This is a draw. This is a draw, and we totally called it, and it's right. The judges got this one right, which is rare, which the judges did a good job. I, they were uh, calling it right all night The judges were wrong. good. The refs were questionable, but, you know, it was just that lady ref. I actually have to say Herb Dean had one of the better... Was Herb it Herb Dean wasn't there? Was that Big um, John? Look at oh Big John. Big John. Oh, Big John did sketchy shit. There was a couple weird Big John spots. See Herb Dean had his best one. night. He, he wasn't was, even there. Yeah, he wasn't even there. He finally called some right. Um, yeah. So Betch, um, where does she go? Where do either of these ladies go? Who gives exactly. a shit? Exactly. I'm gonna fade both of them. Is what I learned from this. I against agree with you. A lot of other people. They put Renault right. against I. Because who cares about either of that either? So I just think this is one. This is one for something. Let's move on. We got. So we have a decision, and this was close. I would say close to our Leslie Smith. It didn't turn out to be our Leslie Smith, but we both agreed on this underdog, and he came through. The wrestling won it exactly how we were predicting. Boards wrestling took over in that second and third round. I would say he gave up that first round. Formiga came in with all of his veteranship. And beating Formiga, who's in the third spot right now, Ray Borg took a huge leap in the division. Ray Borg only has top three guys to fight. And um, the scrambles in this fight were or, um, unbelievable. It's the best scrambles of the year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, unbelievable scrambles. There were so Very many times point. where I'm like, this guy has it, this guy has take it. Down, now reversal, this guy has take it back. down, reversal, yes, reversal, it reversal. It was beautiful. If you want to watch two guys going at it and where the Haniyaya versus uh, Kennedy where you saw a guy quit in a spot. Neither of these fighters at any point of this fight quit. Both of these fighters were trying to win the whole time. But I do think that specifically in the third round, Borg's wrestling, the takedowns started to come much more easily by the end of that third round. And that was a testament to the first two rounds of Borg just keeping it on Formiga. And we saw a huge test pass in Ray Borg. And I liked Ray Borg. I know he didn't have problems making weight this time. Yes. I just think this guy, the weight cut is too much on him. And I think he should move up to 135 and add the muscle on. Even if it takes four or five months to get there. Yeah, yeah. I know it doesn't make sense when you just want to fight to move up. But I just think his skill set is on point. Yeah. It's on point and nothing against the 125 division. But I just feel like that just going up to that 135, all of a sudden people care. 
all of a sudden people care. And this guy has the skill set that he could move up to the 135. And I just, I mean, not just in pounds, he actually has to get the muscle weight on. Yeah. But I just think he's he's some guy I'd be really excited. I think he could be a contender even 10 pounds up. So For me, go. I feel like he has easily any top 10 fight. He's been doing it so long. Agreed. Yeah, like... He's not going to fall too far down. Borg is going to move up definitely a few spots. Borg is the one who to definitely watch out for, but I'm gonna still. Formiga has many a long career in the sport. Formiga's he didn't look bad. Older. He didn't look bad though. No, no, no. I thought no he looked good. Time. And I think Formiga, the whole thing is, is you're at an age like Formiga and you're still making this weight. You stay in that weight. If you're still a young man like Borg and you are having weight cutting problems at a young man's body, only getting bigger. Just exactly. move up before a, you have the kidney really and liver call. issues. It's a really, like, really just good move call. up. So I feel like Borg is a guy. He has the skill set. He could get set up in the division now with some UFC wins under his yeah. belt to start walking through some guys. I just feel it like... It was a fun fight. I really, really enjoyed that fight. I was I on the edge it. of my seat the whole time. Both guys, fun. Fun, cool. fun. Moving on to the next fight we have. Edson we... Barbosa versus Benil, the Leslie Smith of the pick of the week, Dariush. Unfortunately, Dariush ate a monster This was the knee. punch to the dick fight. Okay. Because he got hit in his Dariushes. Ah, so poor guy. Actually, I felt like Dariush had a wonderful plane. We saw Edson Barbosa start to wilt before that knockout came. And I will stay true to that 100%. You could see Edson Barbosa's hands were down at his hips. He was getting into that like, oh crap, I need to be in my anti-wrestling. And Dariush was using his striking and wrestling uh, consecutively. He was switching in and out so well. It had Barbosa unable to strike. The unfortunate thing with the amount of pressure that Jerryush was doing, which was the right fight or the right fight uh, game plan, game plan, it was that Edson Barbosa started to time that low hand. Jerryush threw a body shot, a, a straight body shot, a straight left to the body, and Edson Barbosa jumped into a flying knee, and he didn't really go forward. He just jumped straight up, but Jerryush's face was right in the way. Perfect timing by Edson Barbosa. This is that mastery of sport and striking that we said Edson Barbosa has. This is in mo in earlier in Edson Barbosa's career, he would have just given up this fight completely and you would see a wrestler just completely get those takedowns, can start keep completing them and Edson Barbosa would lose the decision, if not get finished on the ground. But Neil Dariush didn't wasn't able to get it to the to that stage and that knee was brutal. Dariush, please take a little bit of time off. Take six months off. Keep getting your craft better. You showed us that you are an elite striker, but you can't make up the space and time of somebody who was striking since they were seven years old and you've been a grappling guy. Like, know what got you there. You keep using that wrestling, but take take a break, Darius. Take a break. He still has top 10 guys to be I fighting I like Darius, but I also... Usually when a guy wins by, like, a flying knee, Superman punch, I call him the freak wins. And it's a flash. Yeah, it, you have to remember those wins, and you also can't take away from the other guy. So when you look at Darius's record and you see this loss to Barboza, you normally you think, oh, that's a freak win. But coming from a guy like Barboza, it's not an accident. Like, he is a knee master, kick master. You're going to see something flashy every single fight. I feel like he is fine wind himself he is in the zone i feel like a guy that's on the run to make a title run it's now or never for barboza and i think 
he made me a fan this fight because I heard from every other breakdown, including this one about his kicks and his knees, his kicks and his knees. And he came out there and showed that precision, precision, precision. And he took some tough shots. Oh, and Darius look, didn't Darius striking look good? Yes. And so I'm, I'm like Edson. His body attack to Edson was perfect game plan. It was pressure and he was wearing Edson out to the body, which is with a striker like that, it slows him down, does everything right. But that pressure was was the downfall of Darius. It was kind of give and take. It was a wonderful fight. It was a fun fight all the way up until the finish. I don't want to see him fight um, Ferguson again. I don't want to see that. Edson Barbosa? Barbosa. I don't want to uh-huh. see that right away. Um, Habib's going to be out until after Ramadan. Um, we have uh, Eddie just took a fight. I think Barbosa Kiesa is our fight. Ooh, I will take yes in that fight. Ooh, that's a fun... I don't know, actually. With the takedown defense that uh, Barbosa was showing, he... And the the fact that he was able to show that even though the pressure was on this fight and he was still able to go uh, battle through the storm and come out victorious, it, it shows well for him. The fight Kiesa. I would love to see in this, but it will never happen because the Diaz brothers won't take good fights. I'd like to see Nate versus Barboza. Oh, I'd love that fight. I'd love that I fight. Love that we fight. get to see a standing fight strikers. and then, yeah, bring it to the ground. You you don't even want to bring it you to wouldn't. the ground. Yeah, so that would turn into a striking battle yeah, all day. We can move on, but I'm excited about Barboza's prospects, and I do think Darius is not out of the game. He just needs to take some time off and... I just think we we on the podcast call it a lot the Damian Maya yourself and we don't necessarily mean by style but we do mean whatever got you to the dance hone that skill make it the best it can be don't Ronda Rousey yourself and become a striker when you're a judoka become the best fucking judoka and then just make your defensive so good when people are striking at you that you're never trying to take a punch you're just trying to get them down Mm -hmm. and so I think that every fighter the Damian Maya path and I don't mean it by you know style fighting I just mean whatever their skill set is and so Darius if he does what you say you know dance with the girl that got him to the dance took him to the dance he should do that take some time off find home himself go to a few camps and come back and be I think Benil the his body the looks of his body to me if his face didn't look so rough I feel like he could go down to 145 yeah he never has looked shredded and he didn't after that weigh in and he's a guy that you would fight in a grocery store and get mopped up and not realize that you had a a professional fighter on your hands like he is just regular like, guy I thought he was just a nice Jewish boy yeah 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 it's something just he Darius took has my a, pump and nickel rye this is only his third loss ever 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 and this is an elite guy that he lost to in an elite way it wasn't um Systematic. Edson Barbosa didn't look like he was running away from a fight. It was more of a flash knockout. And anybody susceptible to that. Anyone who would have taken that knee. Would have been the Holly it. Holmes hit. Yeah, Anyone it, who would have taken that kick exactly. would have gotten knocked and out. And if he would have not gotten knocked out, then we would be talking about how Darius won the fight and how he has an iron jaw. Apparently he doesn't. Apparently he has a Too human good. jaw. Yeah. Exactly. So moving on to the next fight moving we on. have. Speaking of iron jaws. <laughs> Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Gian Vellante. Gian was looking good. This was actually a very evenly matched fight. Both of these fighters were clipping each other nonstop. They both rocked each other how many times? In the whole fight. This did go into the third round. I felt like at any time, 
either fighter could knock the other one out with the amount of clips I saw in this fight. I think it was two or three times a piece that they were hurt. And finally, Shogun put the combinations together. But he was throwing much more combinations. Where John Vellante was throwing three or four punches or kicks together. And then stopping. Shogun who was throwing six and seven. And John was waiting for those three punches. And then to stop. And Shogun just finally I didn't through. think either of these guys look UFC caliber. Yeah, I, when I, I was agree. watching this fight, I, I was agree. thinking Brennan Schaub probably walking around his weight right now. He could probably cut 15 pounds. And I was thinking, huh, maybe Brennan Schaub should fight again because he could beat either of these he could guys. Be, I think he could beat either of these guys. I feel like John Vellante needs to, I think this is his So like, I'm looking at, we're looking at a co-main event. Know. I'm over it. And maybe I haven't been a fan long enough. I'm overseeing, like, I don't care how heavy their weight is anymore. Like, I don't want to watch fights that you're just like we have to put a heavyweight fight on hopefully we get a knockout like I don't care anymore I feel like the lighter weight guys are have such precision and knockout power too we're seeing knockouts in women's weight classes these guys I, I just didn't think it was a UFC caliber fight I was almost angry watching it and I feel like the UFC does these guys disservices by making them fight into their it was, twilight it was really it was Hua because Hua says he wants to keep fighting and I would say he should step away. I've been saying it for a little while now. But guess what? He wants to keep fighting. And there was not at any point in time that Shogun did not show me that he didn't want to win that fight. Haniaya showed me that he didn't want to win a fight. Shogun, at all times, was ready to try to he finish that fight. He was walking forward. Yep. He was walking forward. Even when he was hurt. Even when he wasn't. But I just felt like Gian Violante, they just both looked... It looked. It was a weird fight to watch. It was yeah. weird. And not yeah. having a lot of... Um, you know, technical knowledge about fighting. I was just, I just felt like both guys look lazy. Both their hands look low. Both of them were keeping their heads on the middle line. Both of them um, look predictable. Both of them, it was just like, oh my mm. gosh. I just felt like I was watching two guys not at the top of their class. And if we weren't in Brazil, they would have, it would have, well, you know, at least there was action. It, because of the, because of the last couple of uh, pay-per-view main events, mm -hmm. it's like, well, it wasn't the worst fight this year. But I don't know. Whatever. So I had Vellante in this, and Me this too. one didn't Maybe come that's through. why I'm so bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Disregard everything I just said. So I might just be bitter. We have the main event with Kevin Gastelum, ver Kelvin Gastelum versus Vito Belfort. Everybody called this fight the exact same way we did. TKO round one or two. This didn't get out of the first round. Kelvin looked amazing. Incredibly crisp striking. I mean, his one-two is one of the best in the entire sport. I would say in boxing, his one-two. His jab to his immediate straight punch down the pipe was all he's really used in a lot of his last like five to six fights. And it works on everybody. Why? Because he has an incredible jab. With that, like he just he has the one two perfected, and I guarantee you, people are gonna start talking about it later. And you're gonna the bean is telling you people are gonna start noticing that, but he's using it at elite levels. Use it against Kennedy. Use it against uh, Woodley. Everybody, Hendricks, and it works because it is beautiful. Watch this young man's boxing. The wrestling didn't really have to show, or did he take Vitor down at all? Throw him around like a little kid once uh, or it twice. It happened so quick. It was yeah. I mean, just, it was boxing. It was just straight up Vitor. Did look like he, when he uncorked a couple of those punches, they hate the air. And they look like if there Some was... Some fucking uppercuts. Like, but they, they were so heavy. But nothing landed. Yeah. He just punched for the moon, though. But it, like, it looked like, they look one hard. of those wanted to punch Gaslam's head off. Yeah. 
but they didn't. So what are we going to do? Like, what do you do for Belfort? I feel like you were telling me in the post-fight presser he was talking about a senior division. Yes, he was talking about how about um, three-minute rounds, a minute and a half between each round. And there's an age limit. I have no... And like, jiu-jitsu, a senior division is like, jiu-jitsu have like a 30 or like 40 and above, and it's only certain ages can even You can only get spend 30 that. seconds on the ground. Like... That's not UFC anymore. No, go and do I something just to be like, else. get out of here. I yeah. don't even want to see it on my cards. I'm no, so go to tired. Russia. Like, and I know everyone's like, yay, Anderson's back. I'm so tired of walking out these guys that it's just like, you know, we're just filling time with a name where we could be filling time with a fight. And I'm starting, like, you have up-and-comers, like, Boren China on this card, where it's like, whoa, this guy could have been a little higher up the card, and there could have been another fight on here instead of maybe Belfort. But, or Gaslam could be fighting someone. Belfort Belfort's still ranked. Brought, he's still he, ranked. Because he has viewership. He has such a longevity in the sport, and the fact that he's still fighting. But I just feel like, why don't Belfort and Rua and Marias, why don't they just go on tour, like a little Brazilian boy band, and make stops throughout the... I mean, they could probably get a draw. All, all these guys, well, most of these guys do do tours where they will go around their area and or internationally and hold um, what is that? Court. Classes. <laughs> yeah, they'll hold like jujitsu classes, fighting classes, and take pictures with people, and they'll get paid pretty well. People will fly them out to do stuff like that. I just feel like there's other options for these guys, and the UFC is so scared to lose a name like Belfort to a sport uh, to like Bellator. Uh, Bellator, yeah, and right? I just feel like let, let Bellator get bigger. It's not going to hurt the sport, it and what it does, it's up. like junior college for us to get great honed fighters. Yeah, so agreed. when we get these guys like the Eddie Alvarezes, and they come over, they're beasts. So I just feel like, what's the problem? Come on. I, the new matchmakers of USC are just disappointing the shit out of me. I don't know about that. I feel like I, as of late, this specific card and a couple other ones, there's been fights that I've been like, whoa, I didn't think they would put that one together. That really makes a lot of sense, and I've really liked it. Um, I, think they're do- I think they're doing all right. I think that there's been worse spots in UFC history as far as compete, as far as putting fights together, but... Uh, I don't like how they are really matching up prospects at times with each other so early in their careers when there's multiple other fighters that they could be fighting. Um, anything else on the post-fight presser that, that stuck out to you other than the no. Belfort talking about a senior division that nobody wants to see? No, I'm completely don't. against that. I think that if you're talking about changing the sport, it's time for you to get the fuck out of the sport. Move along. This is a young man's sport. Always has been as far as combat sports. If you can make it as an old guy, it's because you can compete with the young guys. If you can't, the competition shouldn't adapt. You should move on. I agree. There was Other, That's how we keep the sport the best. If agree? the best people are fighting, then we're going to watch the best sport. Yeah. If we're just filling it all the time with names and with famous people and with dancers and with things like that, eventually it becomes WWE, and I'm not watching wrestling for a reason. So... And that's my thought on that subject. Um, I wanted to ask you something. I just thought this fight was an interesting, um, loud crowd. And I think the judging was good, so I'm not using this fight as an example. But I was just thinking how persuasive a crowd can be 
to judging? And should these judges be watching at ringside or should they be watching? Because ringside, you only get one perspective on the fight. And a lot of the times from certain perspective, it looks like all those knees are hitting. And then you see it from a different perspective and you're like, oh, none of them even landed. Um, so should they be sitting in soundproof booths watching it on tons of TV with replay at their excess and everything? I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. I think that that's a good call. I I think that that could be very objective because they could have a panel of like four different camera angles at all times. Rewind themselves, look at it, and give a really objective point of view. Not hear the crowd. Ooh. Not hear Joe Rogan. Be, uh, all good point. Really good points. Not hear their coaches being like, hit out, hit out, hit yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, or the know. crowd screaming when Lane <laughs> Whatever it is. I also like if they were able to have headphones on, not with the feed of the actual broadcast, but headphones on of maybe, because they have mics that just listen to the noise inside the cage of that. And then they would have like a little box next to them. They could still be in the crowd. But they would have like a little monitor next to them to be able to witness the replays because they can't see the replays dependent on the monitors inside the arena. They can look up from the crowd just like everyone else. I just and feel see like the they're not there happen. for front row seats. Yeah, I agree with they're that. They're there to do a job. Yeah, I agree with that. So I feel like they can put them, it, and it would become a less lucrative job that people wouldn't be doing other people favors. Like you'd be sitting in a little jerk off booth, but you'd have a bunch of cameras in yeah, front of yeah. you. Imagine earphones. those headlights coming out. <laughs> yeah. MMA judges. I know, but I just feel like um, the only thing I think they should be able to hear in their earphones should be the voice of the referee who should have a microphone on. So if he Uh, goes to a fighter and says... Keep your toes out of the cage. Or or Uh curl in your fingers. If you poke him in the eye, I'm going to take a point. Mm -hmm. Or, you know... You know, grab the cage again. I think the ref should hear all these things. So they, you know, I don't... I was just thinking about it, and I just think there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. It's like the weight cutting issues. There's got to be a better way than what's going on. So any other MMA news? We got another weekend coming up. The another fight pass. I'm maybe on Fox. I think it might be an all fight pass. It's out of London. One o seven in London. And that looks like there's a couple sneaky fights in there. There's like three or four that I'm really excited for. Again with the matchmaking, I think that these are really uh, interesting. I call them DCs, (laughs) division changers. Oh, we might have to stick with that. <laughs> um, one of them off the top of my head that I think is a sleeper on here is uh, Tom Breeze versus Bamboja. Uh, Aluade Bamboja. Aluade is an excellent striker. Tom Breeze is also, I feel like they're different striking capabilities. Uh, I like Tom Breeze in this a little bit more off the top of my head. We're going to get into much bigger breakdowns, but... That's in the middle of the fight. That's like the sixth fight. I'm excited about Luca. He's one of my favorite, Vincent Luca. He's one of the guys that stayed at the Black Zillion Gym. Um, he is uh, Cameron Usman's uh, training partner. And that fight that he has versus Leon Edwards, these are two strikers yeah. that are really going to go at it. Edwards, Edwards is only is lost. sneaky. Is he's coming off a loss off the top of my head. Luca is coming off a few wins, but Luca is a master on the ground whose striking is looked impeccable and and speaking of another thing to piss me off about this fight card that's coming up is really another so for the third fight in a row we have to watch brad pickett retire so this is, thank so this you is brad pickett's retirement though we know this for a fact thank you oh yeah they're promoting it brad pickett's retirement in his and hometown. he actually has a short notice replacement because uh he had his initial fight fallout and we have 
So Marley we're going to see Ronda, Ronda, Ronda Rousey back again, so hopefully <laughs> that he can retire on a win. <laughs> so Chito Vera is coming in essentially on what, like 11 days notice right now? Yeah. Um, Pickett so was going to fight against... Uh, yeah. He's going to be crying. Oh, Pickett, it gives Pickett much better of a shot because... Uh, Chito might not be prepared for a fight where Pickett's getting ready and has been getting ready for his last fight ever. So I think he's putting together uh, the best camp ever. I don't I, know anything about that guy. I'm just going to tell you. I'm not going to go with Pickett. I'm going to go with the other guy. Chito Vera. You know Chito Vera. He's the guy who yelled out, Boja, in his win. He uh, was on the Team Latin America. You really liked him. We've talked about him before. Uh, then I'll pick it. I'm going to pick him. So the only thing that I was thinking off the top of my head with Pickett is, so let's say he pops... After, who cares? He's retired. Exactly. It's the Brock Lesnar. Exactly. Or who else? Habib. What do they do? Oh, he pops. Oh, I retired. Oh, okay. And I guess we can't the do one shit and dones. Here. I think Bisping's the one that points it out. I don't want to fight one and done fighters because they can juice up to the gills. Like, remember it's when he was the fighting same thing. Anderson? So let's watch the weigh ins. Let's talk about the week going on. We're definitely come back at you later on in this week. Keep listening because you bring it. We bring in the hot fire. You're making some money if you're listening to us because we didn't have. Either of us horrible nights. We we definitely Better picked a lot most. of underdogs. Yeah. Compared to most people we watch Have on Twitter. Have a good Monday. Let's move the beat.